God's goals for the saints, his saints. Next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. And again, greetings in Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard continues with our series, God's Design for Life. We're looking at God's design or God's goals, if you will, for the saints specifically today. And one of those goals is fellowship, unity. We've seen that already. And part of that involves you this coming Saturday. We have a special Truth For Today listener celebration. You are our guest of honor. Free food, fellowship, Ron Walters, our special guest speaker, and of course, some wonderful testimonies of how God has used Truth For Today over the years. That's this Saturday, 4.30 to 7.30 at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. It's all at the Family Life Center. Please make it a point to join us. We'd love to see you in person and celebrate what God has done with Truth For Today in your life. And now, with today's broadcast of Truth For Today, Pastor Phil. What I've seen about church and what men that don't like church is you get a man that before he comes to this place, he could be running a company out here. He could be uh, the best guy on his job out here. He's a red hot out here, and as soon as he comes to church, he becomes an infant. I don't know the Bible. Huh? And he's got this baby bottle and rattler. Huh? I know nothing. Uh, what is justification by faith? I don't know. That's not my vocation. Not your vocation. Do you read the Bible? Oh, I, I've not been illumined. I haven't been educated. We know, we know, but is this your faith? Yeah, but uh, just make me feel good. Get me through another week. Get you through. You've got to learn what the faith is. Why don't you bring a notebook and a pen and paper and take notes? Enroll. Become a disciple. Become a learner of Christ. Well, then everybody, no, I don't know. We already know you don't. <laughs> you're, the one doesn't, you're the one that doesn't realize your pants are unzipped. We know. And so you got these men around, which when they get to church, they just, well, I don't know what to do. Why don't you? You're too proud to be taught at times. You're too proud to come into this arena and humble yourself and say, Lord, teach me your word so I can pass it on to those around me. So I can even pass it on to my children because you can't pass on what you don't know. I don't care if you amen or not. I'm telling the truth. Don't, you don't even have to amen. You know the amen on this is doing it. Equipped. We got churches full of pew warmers that are consuming nothing but air conditioned units and don't make a hill of difference in the community or the home because they've not been equipped. They are saved, they think, but they don't know anything because maybe they're not set under the teaching of the word. Maybe they've been in churches. You can go to a lot of church all your life and all you ever hear is evangelism and every week sing just as I am and you'll think, just as long as we get people saved. You know what? It's more than being saved. He said, equip the saints. The already saved need to be equipped to do what? So that our recruiting around here, we just get up and say, we need adults available 
for five-day clubs, and we have to get a list because so many respond, because so many know what to teach. There's about a thousand of us, you know. We ought to be able to say, we're starting a bunch of home Bible studies. Who wants to teach? Who I get an outlet for the word of God. Yippee. Instead, we keep feeding the pressure. Pastors, when are you going to offer more? When are you going to teach this? Teach that. Teach this. When are you going to start passing on what you know? And we're assuming that's not ignorance. This is pastoral preaching. If you're a guest today, welcome. We're glad to have you. <laughs> I'm talking to the home folks. You visit the wrong Sunday, honey. Ah, uh, and I want the deacons to stand with me after the service. The first goal is to equip the saints. What do you equip them for? To be big headed that they know so much doctrine? Equip them for works of service. Engage them in service. The equipping is to lead to a people who know how to serve. Not everybody preaches, not everybody teaches, not everybody evangelizes, but in this multitude of gifts and diversity of abilities, uh, whether it's mercy, uh, helps, service, administration, organization, uh, ex exhorters, uh, pastor teachers, teachers, evangelists. We don't care what your gift is. How are you using it? Are you serving with what you've been equipped with? And that doesn't take, you know, in this early church, the guys I taught within 18 months to two years were mobilized in service. I mean, they were teaching junior classes. They were doing this. They were doing that. Uh, I remember we had a man visit us in those days that if you had a youth department, I'd, I'd come to this church, but you don't. Why don't you? I said, I don't have anyone equipped to lead it. In those days, we just simply said, you said, well, I want this in the church. Well, you can't have it until God raises up somebody. Well, that's your job, isn't it? No, it's not. It's my job to teach people that want to serve. It's not my job to rob them of their service. Are you still running the bulletin? Oh, no, I quit that within just months. My sister and them, they took that over quick. Who's setting up the building? Oh, Dave Maxwell. He's got a crew, does that. My brother. Let's come back, Lord. My brother broke in this church, setting up chairs. Everybody did. We finally got up to about 240 chairs. And, and you ought to see all those guys just throwing chairs and boom, boom. Set it up Sunday morning, break it down Sunday night. Man, we stayed in shape, but we were having joy, uh, unspeakable, just serving the Lord and, and hearing the word, having a great time. And these guys are still serving. They didn't wear out. Gifts are to be put into full service. You may have heard the uh, common illustration that uh, the modern church is often uh, similar to watching a football game where you've got a bunch of uh, tired football players that need rest. And you got a bunch of gear guzzling, out of weight, out of shape audience that needs exercise. And they're watching these guys kill themselves. Go. And this has been likened to the modern church. 
Let me do an illustration here. Watch this. The third thing, he wants them equipped. He wants them engaged in service. He wants them to learn to edify the body of Christ. If you died, what would we miss in this church? The complaints or the edification? To build up, to strengthen, to make it better. He said, equip these people, equip the people to do works of service. And as they do their work of service, the body of Christ will be edified or built up. Who has the ministry of the church been entrusted to? A few professionals or every saint? Let me tell you what the modern conception of ministry is like. Uh, churches come to this arena to watch one big mouth give. We pay the big mouth. That's the preacher. So we're all ears and one big mouth. My ministry is to listen and stay awake. His is to get louder. That's church. I want out. Let's go to the circus. Let's get some action. What would you like to do in the church? Now, I want you all to cooperate with me. I'll wake up on this because you're going to really be exposed because I want to ask you to do an action statement. So we're going to know where you are. Wake up. <laughs> How would you like to do this? Would you like to attend a church that the ministry is wrapped up and confined to, and with pastoral staff here, just stand. One, two, three, four, just stand. So that uh, a thousand to uh, oh, 1,400 claimers, whatever that means, it numbers mean nothing. He didn't say keep track, he said equip. Now, how would you like to think that this whole body is only stuck with us four ministers? Most folks don't think it's official unless I show up. And I just kind of sprinkle a little water on it and that makes it official. Would you be ministered to by one another? Would you let another brother, as it were, or sister wash your feet in the Lord? Teach you the truth, encourage you. You know, the ministries in the body are gifts and the one another's. Bear one another's burdens, comfort one another, encourage one another, edify one another, love one another, forgive one another, forbear with one another, uh, restore one another. Just think if all of us were engaged in ministry. You would never have time to complain because you see the mule can't pull and kick at the same time. The kickers are the non-pullers. They just, it, it, the service was a little long. This one just right. This was it. Get out of here. You're not equipped anyway. Get over it. We got folks dying in the Philippines. People going to the mission field, giving their lives. And we're over here complaining we went 10 minutes too long. Get over it. Let's quit acting like babies and act like God's wanting to equip us as an army. See, this common statistic. Yeah. You can amen or applause. The thing with applause, they often think that's ascribed to me. As long as we know the applause is going heavenward. That's what an amen, an amen usually is vertical. 
Applause can be horizontal. Don't ever applaud me for telling you the truth. Just amen God for the truth. Amen. amen. It's not my truth. So just know that. You can applaud as long as you know I don't buy that for me. It's good. So Lord, I'm telling them the truth. I don't deserve applause. But you deserve a mighty amen and applause. You've told us how the church ought to run. Now, we hear this. Have you ever heard this little race? So it goes like this. I'm having fun, by the way. This is a talk in my heart. I'm talking about what I love to see happen for you. As we've gotten bigger, sometimes I've lost that role and passion of being an equipper. You know why? I used to always equip on Tuesday night, then home Bible studies took over what I did years ago. So I haven't equipped during the week for years. Now I try to equip about 15 men a year. I used to equip the whole church in, uh, on a midweek service. Try to do it on Sunday night, but our series gets so broken and your attendance is so uh, unpredictable, you wouldn't show up if you were about to die. So we can't equip you. You're not here. And sermons should equip you, but they tend to just meet an immediate need and you forget what you heard. Within two days, you don't even know what I preached. And sometimes I think, why do I prepare sermons all the time for what they forget within 24 hours? Because my goal is not for you to like my sermons. It's for you to be equipped for your ministry. Your ministry. I'm not here to get a fan club to my preaching. I'm to be here to equip you to do your ministry. Are you with me? But we've become hooked on oratory. We've become hooked on one mouth preaching. And it makes us all feel good. Well, there's a lot of things the church is not doing, and you might be the reason. If you're not available, don't you dare say a thing about his church. This church doesn't belong to me. None of my blood bought this church. It's his church. And I hear this little figure once in a while. Well, you know, we quote it. Only 20% of the people give 80% of the money. 20% of the people do 80% of the service. And I just hated that statistic until we start finding out it's true. Many of you have never learned to give. My land just so stingy, it's not even funny. You've never learned to give. You think God never said anything about it. So you're waiting for me to get on you. Why don't you read your Bible and believe it? Why do you need a preacher to tell you? Uh, God didn't tell me. I didn't give gifts when I ascended and told you this is what the church ought to do. He did. So if this ratio is true, 20% give 80% of the money and 20% do 80% of the service, that means the other 80% is in sin. So in every church, 80% of the people are in sin because they don't have to do the word of God. They don't have to do the word of God. How do you get off? When did he pay less for you than he paid for me? When did he hang on the cross less for you than me? You and God need to figure it out. And don't give me the excuses about your gifts and knowledge. Some of you have been in this church 10 years and you're still not engaged. You need to decide, do I want to be equipped or entertained? And if we're entertaining you, find another church. And tell me so I can repent if I'm entertaining you. I want to be interesting. I want to tell the truth with clarity. But nothing could be more nauseating to me than to have a full building of people that won't obey the word of God. If 80% aren't giving, 80% are in sin. If 80% won't serve, they either don't know how or they're in disobedience. And if you don't know how, we're willing to show you how. And if you're in disobedience, 
May God change you or take you home. You don't need to consume space. There's too much to be done. Too much to be done. I ask the question, if you died, would anything be missing in the body of Christ? Do you contribute anything to any person in the body from a child on up? The goal is to do these things. Let me just say the other three. Ah, no. I'll just give you the test. I'll come back. I'm not done. And if you're not here next week, I'll understand. You're looking for another church. I can't be afraid of people. You can't be afraid of God and people at the same time. It's enslaving. It's his. He can take it anytime he wants. This is his church. He can take me. He can take you. He can take the work. If we don't follow him and fear him, what are we doing here anyway? I'm not here to tickle you. I want to equip you. So do these other pastors. I want to give you a little test. We'll come to these other three things later. Take out the test. Sit up there. Let's get the test up on the screen. This is a saint's maturity and ministry evaluation test that I developed in order to accentuate your guilt. Now let's ask some honest questions of ourselves. I hope you take a sheet of paper. We've got the bulletin insert. I gave you this outline, and thanks, Angela, for helping get this to press. Uh, Number one, are you equipped to disciple, teach others about the faith on any level? Children, adults, go and make listeners. Go and make sermon tasters. Go and make disciples. And what are disciples? What's the word disciple? Learners who follow. Learners who do it. And then 2 Timothy, train these faithful men that they will pass it on to others, men or women. And and you know what? We have a dearth of women Bible teachers in this church. Where in the world are they? We don't have enough Titus II women to do anything with women on it. We got a Pam White who's been teaching for years. We maybe have a few others out there, but we do not have a women's discipleship movement in this church because we don't have women who emerge to teach the word. Us men do a lot more counseling with women than we need to because we don't have another woman to help us. Are you engaged in some service to the saints out of love for Christ? I, I, let me tell you some things people do in this church. We got two men this week that moved Ken Hobbs down to Palm Springs. Ken Hobbs, a brother, sat over here all these years. You know, he's had this affliction, been in the wheelchair. They had to move to warmer climate. Moved out of the area. Well, two of our men loaded up the truck, drive the trucks down there. They should be home sometime today. One's on a disability uh, retirement himself, Jim Lightfoot. Another man's out of work, Sean. But they drove the trucks down, unload the furniture, set up the house, charge all for Jesus Christ and love to the saints. We got men that go around to repair homes, wash cars. Friend, you can bust out somewhere. There's all kinds of gifts. They're not just pastors and teachers. We need all kinds of service. Um, Are you growing in Christ by increasing your knowledge of him and by practicing the truth in love? 
when you won't practice the truth, you won't grow in knowledge. You'll only grow in facts. Some of you've got a lot of facts, but you don't know anything. Because unless truth is acted upon, biblically, you are not said to know it. To know and not to do is to not know at all. Truth, in a biblical sense, is something we do. Are you easily confused about what the Bible teaches? Do you still think an epistle is a child of an apostle? <laughs> I mean, uh, do you know what the culture teaching? Do you have any discernment? And he's going to deal with that. Five, do you work at edifying the body of Christ? What do you do to do this? What are you presently doing? And then, this is a haunting question. Would there be any positive influence for Christ lost if you died? As we were praying with the brethren this morning, he said in the one parable, when you've ended your life service, you come before the Lord and he says, welcome thou good and faithful. Now, does God hand out cheap language when he first sees you? Jesus is just saying that, well, I'm just a gracious host to heaven. Oh, welcome, you good and faithful servant. You never did anything, but it's just kind of the welcome of heaven. Welcome home. What do you have to be to hear, hear him say that? Welcome thou good. Are you a good servant? Have you been faithful? And could we call you a servant of Jesus Christ? Oh, we know the company gets all your time, but the company's going to burn up and pass away. There were slaves in this first century church, worked all day for no pay for unjust masters, and they still showed up at the Ephesians church and got equipped. Your job doesn't count. You can find the way if you want to obey. Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. I would long to be welcomed in heaven by those words. Would it not be wonderful for Jesus to call you a servant and to say you've been faithful and you've done a good job. You did as good in your church work as you did at your vocation. You didn't teach sloppy Sunday school classes. You didn't show up late all the time for church. You didn't drag around and whine. No, you were as devoted and more devoted to your God than you were to anything else in your life. Welcome home, thou good, beneficial, faithful, reliable. I could count on you to do what I told you. Servant, a bond slave of Jesus Christ. I don't think he says it to everybody it's not true of. Would it be true of you and I? Let's ask God to begin a reformation in our church of transferring some from inactivity, spectators, watching the rest of us with our tongues hanging out, wondering where are the labors? Where we've got more attendance, but not necessarily more labors. May we be a vehicle in God's hands to equip you so that God can reward what he does through you you see, when I'm standing there, he's going to reward me for what I do, not for what you do necessarily. You'll get your turn. What did you let me do through you? Well, I listened to Phil preach. Well, that should have been a joy. <laughs> By faith, you could say that. 
that was, you were just at the table listening. You were getting equipped to do. When did you do it? That will be the issue. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Our series is called God's Design for Your Life. As we close the program out, we would invite you to contact us if you would like to obtain a copy for yourself of either today's message or the entire series. Call us today, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. While you have us on the phone, ask us about our Truth For Today Listener Celebration event coming up June 4th. Save that date. Mark it off on your calendar and join us. It's a Saturday, 4.30 in the afternoon till 7.30 here at Valley Bible Church at the Family Life Center. Join us for a celebration of God's goodness to the Truth For Today ministry since 1997. That's almost 20 years. What an amazing time that we've had together studying God's Word and growing in His grace, and we want to celebrate that. So won't you join us? Again, save the date, June 4th, 4.30 to 7.30, here at Valley Bible Church at the Family Life Center. Again, information can be had at 855 833 9864, or simply visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like a copy of today's program, a prayer request, maybe you would like to partner with us financially, we would love to hear from you. Call, drop by our website, or write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, and the zip code is 94547. Thank you so much for joining us today, and until next time, God bless.